0: Hello, Guardians. Today is September 29th, 2023. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. Hey, if you're listening to this right now, thank you so much for continuing to support the show while I am on my trip gallivanting across uh, the EU and the UK. I will be back soon. There will be a new episode next week. Thank you so much for your patience and and for and for hanging out with me here on the show. That said, uh, today's episode is a reprise. I am reprising the conversation that we had with Salto Uh, in the nine months since he was on the show last, he has won yet another raid race. So I thought it would be um Kind of need to go back and listen to some of those thoughts again. I remember being very nervous about this interview. Not so much that, like, I didn't think that I could talk to him, that we'd communicate well, or we'd even have, like, a good conversation. But it was one of the larger guests that I had had on at this time for Destiny Digest. Back in PD, I felt like it was very easy for me to reach out to people. And um, because Planet Destiny had that community cachet uh, at the time, to bring guests on, um, Destiny Digest being this new thing, I had no idea who would be receptive of being a guest, and I'm eternally grateful for Salt uh, being on the show. Without any further ado, here's the interview. When was like the fr- like? When was the first time in Destiny Two that you were like, "I want to be competitive at this. I want to, I want to seek out titles." What? Uh...
1: So I always wanted to be competitive. Obviously mm-hmm. I was well, well aware right, in PVP I,
0: <laughs> so far. No, no, but, no,
1: no, no. I meant even in PVP, I meant in mm-hmm. PVP, like in day ones. Like I, I remember we cleared the Karata week one, like mm-hmm. Monday. We also cleared King's Fall, like week one, Monday after six days. Then we actually got like Verat uh, day one, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: I was on console with like just some random Italian friends that didn't have a set team or anything, but I always, like, tried to do my best to clear the raid day one. It -hmm. didn't matter as much back then, though. There was no emblem. Anyways, uh, yeah, I always, like, tried to do my best, but well knowing that there would have been no chance for me to, like, actually get the word first because I wasn't that good at the game. I didn't have that good of a team, so it's, like... Mm -hmm. uh, You can say that things changed when Bungie added cross-save because Mm -hmm. after... Like, before Shadowkeep, I just swapped to PC and it was like, oh, I'm on PC, now I can actually compete because I don't think it's possible to compete on console. Like, it's just you're not gonna win. Mm -hmm. There's no way. So, uh, when I swapped to PC, then I was like, okay, I need to find a clan that, like, has good requirements so I can start, like, uh, competing seriously. My goal, honestly, wasn't, like, to win. I just wanted to clear day once. I was yeah. like very disappointed to not be able to clear Crown on day one with my Italian friends because most of them were just kind of casuals and Crown was pretty hard for mm-hmm. the time. Not many people have that. Actually, only one team cleared it between PlayStation and Xbox, so it wasn't easy. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Uh, so after that, I wanted to join a clan where I would be able to comfortably clear day ones. And mm-hmm. I just found Elysium in the big LFG Discord that they were posting in the clan recruitment section. Mm-hmm. They were the clan with the stricter requirements, and so that's why I applied.
0: Okay, cool, cool. So, so you're like, okay, they got stricter requirements. I'm like, I want to do this content anyway. What um, were you playing? Were you messing with anything beforehand to try to improve? How how do you um how do you view improving as as somebody who wants to be competitive or is trying to be better at the game? Like, how do you improve? In- in PVE, doing challenges, let's
1: say, helps. For example, duo, trio, solo raids, solo dungeons. Solo dungeons is a bit more simple, but still, they are they both require you to be mechanically skilled and to be creative or a fast learner, let's say.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, obviously, the more time you put into them, the more time, the more you master them. But still, they do each each one of them teaches you something. Each challenge, like. You have to use different skills to complete them. They're they're just very fun, usually. Uh, uh, So, yeah, I just, uh, I remember, like, in year one, Destiny 2, I did the Duo Kalus with one of my console friends. Mm -hmm. So I was already starting to approach those kind of challenges. Not that it was anything crazy, but still. Then on console, I did solo Argos back then. On console, it was actually kind of hard to track those orbs on controller. (laughs) Uh, And then, yeah. As soon as I swapped to PC, I was like, all right, now I'm on PC, I'm going to do all of them. (laughs) You can also also get those, like, tags on the raid report, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tell you that. So I started doing, like, Duo Flawless Crown. That was one of the hard ones, like, the full raid. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then there was Duo Final Boss on, like, Scourge of the Past. uh, uh, Full uh, Trio Flawless Last Wish. Fire wasn't uh, possible. with less the five people. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah, Solo Argus, I did it again. I did it on another, on Titan, I think. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, those kind of things. Like, I just started doing those challenges, and then of course the solo flawless dungeons on, on on even other classes because I remember I did solo flawless dungeons even back then, like on console. But on PC, it was much easier, and I tried to like, yeah, do them again in other classes or faster. But mm-hmm. so I just started to like challenging myself and doing those things that I found fun.
0: Hell yeah, that's awesome. Um, what um. There were, I've got a series of questions over here uh, coming from Twitter and Hive and and Spotify. Um, I have a question from um, Pigeon. Um, As somebody who wants to learn deeper systems and mechanics in Destiny, what is the most surprising function, feature, or mechanic you've come across in your challenge-style content?
1: Uh, What does... is this asking for like a crazy tech that gets used in a challenge? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like what what is the <sighs> what is the mechanic or tech that like has been the most surprising to you as a as a challenge as somebody who seeks challenge?
1: I don't know. I don't know about surprising because I'm not surprised when <laughs> like glitches get found, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, uh I don't know, I feel like some of those finisher texts that now got fixed were kind of crazy for, like, Solo 8 and also the Descent, where you will do a finisher and after five seconds you will get joining Alice and teleport back at the start of the encounter. <laughs> like, okay. things like that were kind of crazy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, though. Mm. I would have to think about this, but... I mean, most uh, most of those challenges are kind of straightforward like you just have to be fast and do the encounter Mm -hmm. like not all not all of those challenges actually require some crazy tech for example crown of sorrow is a raid that you can do with two players but they're not using any glitch you're just being fast and rotating around the map quickly Mm -hmm. for example so not all of them require anything crazy let's say uh yeah gotcha usually it's just like trying to do the job of multiple people at once which helps you improve at multitasking and, like, paying mm-hmm. attention to different things, which, uh, learning how to operate under pressure and do many things definitely will help you in a day one where sometimes maybe someone dies and you have to do the job of two people or, like, yeah. you have to, like, quickly catch up and understand what to do, those kind of things. Many of the challenges I did that didn't feel new to me, so to say, because even if I didn't attempt them on console, I did play with many random players or lfgs maybe like destiny 2 and not anyways players that were maybe new to the game didn't know what to do and that would still try to clear the raid for them so i would let's say do maybe the raid with three people even if we were actually 16 yeah the yeah, yeah so yeah. i was you know what i mean like y- you aren't always gonna like teach them sometimes people just want the loot that was gonna help them and so i was i was kind of familiar with some of those stacks because i used them even while not being a yeah yeah even, you know, even
0: when you when you're in a in a room of full of people <laughs> yeah. you you had you had the understanding you had the knowledge of like oh, okay like i need i need to not only clear out the night but i also need to read on the plate <laughs> at the same time like you need yeah. to be able to kind of like stick and move a little bit um when when it comes to to worlds first so you've won three of these already do you feel yeah. do you feel like um, on the next one especially now with how like we've seen social media react react to some some of your um, some of your feedback do you feel like maybe you have like a, a target on your back for the next one?
1: I mean I feel <laughs> like people some people are gonna be happy if I win some people are gonna be mad and mm-hmm. that will happen with or without social media presence when you win three in a row some people have enough. Be- Yeah, and some people cheer for you, so I feel like that's, uh, yeah.
0: Somebody's on their hero's journey to take you down.
1: (laughs) Next day one, if I'm gonna win, they're gonna be like, "Oh, you won because you made Dungeon Divinity." If I lose, (laughs) they're gonna be like, "Oh, you are only good with Divinity." So there is like no winning, you know. Like it's someone is gonna be mad, and that's just something you have to like be okay with.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, so when you tweeted that out that morning, (laughs) what did you expect to? to get from the, the community, feedback-wise. Did you just expect it to th- just do nothing, or...? I mean, I, I'm i not gonna... <laughs> like, I wasn't
1: planning on arguing with people whether Div needs a nerf or not, mm-hmm. because I know it does. It has, like, a 90% win pick rate in raids, so it's like... That wasn't... I was mainly asking if people had, like, better ideas for a possible nerf without actually killing the gun. Yeah. That was, like... I just wanted ideas actually like the idea i gave on my tweet isn't even the idea i have now because some people brought up better ideas for example mm-hmm. that my point like my my goal was just uh, to spark conversation uh, mm-hmm. i didn't really
0: <laughs> yeah you were you were you were out there being like they have to do this they have to do this now and it's yeah. all because i want to win the next title it wasn't that like that's very clear I'm- that your intent wasn't <laughs>
1: To... I also firmly believe that a nerf to divinity goes against my team because we won three times using divinity. So it's yeah. like
0: we're clearly good
1: at that. If we change the play yeah. field, the playing field, it we may be worse at it. Like I don't know. It's you know. So it's mm-hmm. like I don't think it's smart for me if I only wanted to win to like ask for those things. Yeah. Hypothetically, like why would they change uh yeah how we play?
0: Do you feel like the changes that they're making for restoration also play into play into things that are, are going to um, hinder your team?
2: Uh,
1: I mean, I don't think the changes to restoration will do much in a day mm-hmm. one scenario because you're permanently sitting in a Wild well of Radiance,
2: mm-hmm. so
1: <laughs> that didn't get nerfed, so yeah. Uh, the changes to restoration are good. They're mm-hmm. good changes because it healed way too much, but it probably still yields too much, so... <laughs> uh, it's still going to be too strong, and it's not even restoration itself being strong. It's We now have a permanent 40% damage resist, mm-hmm. which automatically makes, like, for example, a 50% damage resist is the same thing as saying I have double DHPs and double dealing. Mm-hmm. So any resist makes healing stronger, and we have so much resist that any amount of healing is just unbelievably strong. I don't think much will change next day one uh, with the restoration changes. I still think they're good changes. But we have other issues that make survivability too easy compared to, like, what we had before, let's say. We we had, like, what, four people on stasis, so it's not like we were using restoration. You just, when you sit on a well of radiance, you cannot die. Yeah. And that's that's probably my complaint number one about the game, when people... uh, (laughs) When people, like, ask me, oh, why did you nerf the beat? You couldn't have asked for other things. I'm like, yeah, I should have probably asked for
0: Well to be there. I mean, that's, something, that's something that when we had the conversation with, like, the PvE Sherpas uh, a couple weeks back, like, I did I, I did a huge panel with a bunch of folks from, like, the Sherpa and PvE Helps community, and that was something they, they were like, yeah, Well's going to have to get hit before, like, really the game feels kind of chall- more challenging. To them
1: yeah it's like i don't even like personally i'm even okay if well heals you enough so that you can't die in it in a normal mod raid like mm-hmm. i'm okay with it i don't really care i just would i just wish that during a day one raid or a master raid you actually had to use banner shield or cover mm-hmm. or like literally anything and just not sit on a well of radiance because it just kills any other like defensive ability like, why would you use it mm-hmm. you know like are you are uh, you
0: arguing more for like um team synergy over necessarily like just kind of these like a panic button.
1: Team synergy is good, but even just using cover and like placing your uh, just moving your character while you play like uh, mm-hmm. safe because right now it's not really required, you know. Like also there is one issue with twelve uh, that's new. Okay, uh, is that like they changed how supers work, right? With super tiers, mm-hmm. so. Uh, for PvP, I don't like different supers having different tiers because I don't like it being well and bubble simulator whenever it's zone control or like mm-hmm. in trials, right? So for PvP, I don't like that aspect of different tiers, but I I can understand uh, it changing uh, to incentivize less camping waiting for your super. So I can understand that. While on PvE it's the opposite issue, I don't think it really matters if different supers have different because mm-hmm. you're gonna get your super anyways every phase. The issue is that with this change in PvE where damage equals super amount that you regen, like you can actually get your well in 15 seconds with a decent build. Mm-hmm. You have it permanently. Th- that's causing a lot of issues. Like back then, like I remember teams where I think team actually went into Garden of Salvation with six Warlocks with well because it was so good. <laughs> May as well have like six wells. yeah, And it's a valid strat. it still is. But now now it's no more a Valid strat, not because values well, is strong, just because with two Warlocks, you can have infinite ones. Yeah. So it's even more of an issue because you just, supers don't feel like supers anymore. They almost feel like grenades with a decent build, you know? Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 I, like, I can see that. I, like, I've been, I've been solo flawlessing um, a couple of the dungeons that I haven't in the past this season. And I was using, I'm using Lorelei, even at like a plus two restoration. All of those things, I wasn't worried about much outside of gravity or water. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like,
1: like in duality, you can't die outside of like getting booped on a map or a bell mm-hmm. or like a backpack. And I don't know. I would much rather ads being like threatening and not have to die to cheese than this mm-hmm. because I don't know.
0: When, when you are, um, when you're prepping for a day one raid. What are some things that, um, like, a lot of people are asking questions from from Twitter. Like, uh, Red Guardian asks, how do you maintain such consistency across Worlds First when you're prepping for it? How do you determine weapons, subclasses that you'll take in for different runs uh, to make them efficient and quick?
1: I mean, we, we play the game quite a bit, so mm. we, we just let's say, no, the meta. I know that's not really an answer, but we just know, like, if we see an update and we're like, oh, our rifles get 5% more damage, I'm like, okay, that won't change anything. For example, like, you know, mm-hmm. so we already know what the meta is. It's not really shifting that much, like, nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's a couple years that the meta is just use Divinity and there's a well of radiance, shoot the boss. That's pretty much it. Now, yeah. sometimes it's easy rockets, sometimes it's linears, but, you know, it's not like we have Anything crazy going on right now? So we just we just kind of know what's meta. Mm-hmm. We obviously check every new weapon that comes out to see if it could uh, shake it. But mm-hmm. yeah, like mon- as of right now, any weapon that stasis is just better mm-hmm. because you have font of might on demand and twenty five percent more damage than everything else. It just any weapon that's not stasis just can't be good. We're in a weird meta, so unless they make another linear. With like better perks, which I don't think they can because it's mm-hmm. a triple top firing line. It's like, yeah, we know that gun is going to be met unless they're nerf linears, and we don't have to put much thought into it, for example, okay. and we know we want to bring a uh, two or three well of free in any day one. Mm-hmm. And then for the other classes, whatever damage super is good. They're like good and clear. Doesn't really
0: matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many hours a week would you say that you and your teams put into playing destiny leading up to day one races? You mean together? Yeah, well, either together or, like, individually. Like...
1: Uh... I mean, we don't play together. We think we did one raid before we played Vogue, then we did okay. another raid before we did the...
2: Mm-hmm. Like, just, we played to together. together. Maybe,
1: <laughs> yeah. We did, We did, like, one master raid just to warm up and, like, test things, but not anything particular. Like, we do play together, maybe as groups of two, groups of three, doing challenges, but we never play as a team of six. Okay. Because there wouldn't be really any point in doing a raid with six of us. It's You know, it's like, what do you really learn? It's like, Mm. uh, so yeah, we, we also don't do raid speed runs or anything like that. So,
0: so it's kind of like putting Uh, ankle weights on, (laughs) so you, you kind of put ankle weights on, do, do two and three man challenges in order to gear up for those day ones. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're definitely like doing it less now. Not everyone is as invested into the game. Mm -hmm. We, we
0: just make sure that
1: we all are on the same page. Like we all have reads regret with like God We just need to make sure everyone has uh, the loadout required, mm-hmm. like good uh, artifice armor, those kind of things. Good exotics, good stats. Then, if they want to play Final Fantasy for two months, I mean, they, yeah. they can do it. You know, like it's it's not like there is much to do during seasons, anyways. Uh, if you if you don't want to,
0: yeah, Look, like basically, I can't I can't imagine, especially kind of like during this season. Um, basically, you're just gearing up using pinnacles first and foremost to catch up for the most part and then the back half really there's not a lot to do when it comes to like core playlists to to keep you engaged outside of your own like own personal challenge like do you find yourself Uh, playing a lot of destiny right now or i mean
1: i play it because i obviously stream yeah i get more views when i stream destiny so i have to play some destiny and I also, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I don't do it against my will, let's mm-hmm. say. Like, I enjoy doing many of those, like, GM speedruns, some challenges. Like, it's it's kind of fun. But I don't play to, like, gear myself up. Mm-hmm. So to say, I just, do kind of, I just do fun things, do challenges, yeah. So yeah. I personally play quite a bit, mainly due to the stream.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So, are you looking at Lightfall? Looking at the raid that's coming with it, what do you think... Outside of the things that you've mentioned, looking into season 20, which seems kind of, kind of nuts to ask, um, what do you feel like will be some of the strats that you would use going forward?
1: Okay. So, uh, I mean, first of all, we need to test strand, which Mm -hmm. to be fair, looking at it, doesn't look like something I would use because why would you need movement? in a day one, Mm -hmm. I want to ask, like, there are other ways to move, you can even use this word with eager edge, you know, so it's like, as of right now, it doesn't look too exciting in that regard, but then we don't know, we just have to see the numbers, Mm -hmm. Warlock is a bar super, that super may be crazy, you know, maybe better than an undercrash, or, I don't know, I wish they're gonna do some cool, uh, aspects that, I don't know, maybe you use the grappling hook, and after that, your next shot in the air does triple damage, something crazy like that, you know? Like, we like Izanagi, you know? So I I really hope they do something to spice it up. As of right now, it doesn't look too promising, Mm -hmm. but we will have to see Strand. Especially the Titan super that's like, it spins like Burning Mole, and that just never works in this game. It just, it doesn't connect very well. usually teleport behind the enemy, so... But we will see. (laughs) We will see. It's probably going to be a lot of fun. It doesn't look promising in a competitive scenario, let's say.
0: Okay. Gotcha.
1: Uh, While regarding other strategies, if they don't change how Supreme Maker works, you will have to use Gat with Font of Might mm-hmm. because it's just overpower. Uh, and then you will have to use Divinity as long as the boss isn't super easy to crit because it mm-hmm. uh, doesn't matter how much debuff Divinity gives. Now it's 15. It could be even zero. But as long as they allow you to stack a Tether on top of it, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you just use Divinity and use Tether? It's like... If the bosses are too creative, it's for example, if you like, if we had to go into Vow Day One now, mm-hmm. you would still use Divinity and Rule. You wouldn't yeah. just use Tether because it's an Iger debuff. It doesn't make any sense, right? So it puts the cage there is in. no, yeah, there is just not trade off uh, for using the gun. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh man, uh, I, just, I just Divinity is of... gonna be used.
0: <laughs> I just I just thought of something <laughs> stupid, like uh, adding like a life leeching ability while using divinity so the longer you give the crit bubble like you're giving life you can just feed it well right i mean that's okay salt all right
1: (laughs) i mean if you're losing your health you're not gonna
0: die (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. that's that's true but at the same time it's like well if you're asking for a trade-off why not a little bit of that health bar there sir
1: uh um it's it's really not about dread-off. Like, if the gun allows you to do full damage while shooting the cage, it mm-hmm. will be used in any boss that's not easy to create, and not necessarily, uh, not necessarily a boss that's hard to create. But even the first time you enter an encounter, you just don't know what to expect. You don't know how long mm-hmm. the damage phase is, so it's better to have a constant fifteen percent than to toss a tether and then the damage phase is too long and uh, you just it, run it out, of deba, out. For example, yeah. so it's like it's just so easy and consistent that like first approach, you will use it then I can definitely see Divinity being used less later on when we know the raid. If we know that it's not a boss where it's good, mm-hmm. then I can see that. For example, a boss like War Priest, if it had a shorter damage phase, it's not that hard to hit and if it was shorter, then I could see some people just using a tether. Mm-hmm. But we will just have to see the raid. But our first approach, as of right now, will just be going with Divinity. And yeah. Let's see what happens. It's just safe for your, the first couple of attempts, let's say.
0: Well, that's like with golgoroth It's it's better to use Tractor Cannon against him now.
1: Because Galgorod isn't hard to crit, and... Yeah. yeah. And you can Tractor.
0: Yeah. Um, Revenant5333 asks, do you prefer day one raids to be weighted for mechanics to overcome, or a series of DPS checks?
1: Uh, I think DPS checks are kind of fun, but the most fun thing for me would be sur- uh, having like having it to uh, be hard to survive, which... Mm-hmm. Probably won't happen, but I remember Crown Day 1, Garden Day 1, they were just so good. Like, I I was dying to the enemies, I had to respect them, I had to kill them quickly or I would be killed. Uh, I, I want to get some of that feeling back, let's say. Uh, so that would be one of the, the things I'm looking forward the most. Again, though, I don't think it will happen, just a dream, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, regarding mechanics, I mean, it just needs to be a mix. Like, there needs to be everything in a Day 1. Mechanics mm-hmm. need to be... Not necessarily hard to find. I think it's better when they're hard to execute because finding it is cool, but like it's in is like if you want to compete, you have to stream snipe. Let's be real. Like everyone Mm. shares info. So whoever, like finding a mechanic first will give you like an advantage of like 20 minutes, Yeah. but then everyone will catch up. So like, uh, I mainly just want it to be hard to execute more than, uh, hard to find because something hard to find can even come down way more to luck than anything else Mm -hmm. right while i know that if something is hard to execute i know my team will likely get a good placement because we're gonna be good at that like
2: you know
0: yeah so uh, do you do you have like somebody uh like a man in a chair scouting other streams or are you are you dividing for the
1: last two raids okay like we didn't do for vog for mm-hmm. one, we leaded the whole time. Actually, we we had uh, I think forty or fifty minutes advantage over ev- over every other team, mm-hmm. or a minute and 30. It was like a crazy advantage. Then we got stuck on gatekeepers. We figured it out after like an hour and thirty minutes, but then everyone instantly catched up because they got told uh, how to do it, and we only won by ten minutes, I think. So after that, we were like, okay, let's get like a seventh person in the call, so that that doesn't <laughs> happen. You know, that,
0: that, that way it's not yeah. like yeah your attention's not split i mean somebody like yeah. that's somebody else's like domain to be like oh hey this is like they're already on this and this seems to be how it works yeah yeah um like
1: on on vow we were buying on vow we were buying quite a bit we didn't really understand first encounter we were missing the fact that we had to shoot three symbols and not all six of them so mm-hmm. it's like then we saw that from like other chat giving info and like other streams then we also had two hours of error codes, but that was not
0: <laughs> Yeah that's... That wasn't
1: the only thing, you know, like we are also not understanding first encounters, so having someone in the call that's like, oh look, shoot three symbols, not six, like you're getting that wrong. That that's that's that helps. Now mm-hmm. I know some people don't like it, but if you wanna be competitive you have to. Like that's just how <laughs> that's just how it is. Hard to compete against someone stream sniping you when you don't get any info from the outside, you know, like
0: mm-hmm. it's um Aki and Fam ask. What advice would you give to somebody that is more casual player looking to get more serious about in-game content? What activities should they pr- be prioritizing? And what weapons should they be chasing? Uh, activities?
1: Solo dungeons? I'm not going to say flawless because I don't think there is any value in doing something flawless over so doing it. Mm-hmm. It's just more annoying. You have to replay the boring part over and over. Mm. So solo dungeons are good. If you're comfortable doing solo dungeons, I mean, that means you're pretty good at the game. And... Then, uh, yeah, raid challenges, like, as I said, three or two raids uh, are very good, too. You have to find people for it, I know. not uh, It's not easy, but, mm-hmm. yeah. It's best to find people that haven't done it, because mm-hmm. if you find someone that has done it, they can kind of, let's say, carry you, and then you don't learn much. Mm-hmm. So it's better to, like, find someone willing to learn with you, which isn't easy, but if you do, it's good, because then those are also people that you can maybe build a raid team with. Mm -hmm. For day one, possibly. Weapon-wise, I would tell you to grab Hothead and Rizzagret, but they're both no more in the game, so unlucky. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Arbalest is probably the strongest exotic in the game, uh, like, special for damage. Mm -hmm. It's it's just better than any sniper, even if the snipers use Font, for Mm -hmm. some reason. And it has more total damage, so no reason to just not have Arbalest equipped. It's also... Super strong against Shields, super strong against barrier Champion. He just does everything. So mm-hmm. grab uh, uh For Red Clear, Forbearance is a good uh, grenade launcher from Valve the Disciple. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can even play double special. Uh, despite the fact that Bungie said they fixed uh, getting more EVs when you're on double special, that's not true. So you get a, a crazy amount of EV bricks if you're on double special for some reason.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've noticed uh, that a lot. I use Glaive and Arbalest all the time. And, like, just put on finders, and it's still pushing out those purple bricks for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, I don't know, I mean, there are many good scout rifles right now with, like, Demolitionist or, like... Honestly, Demolitionist is a good perk right now. Getting your grenade back faster. Mm -hmm. In a meta where grenades are so strong, it's super valuable. There are some good SMGs. I often use my SMG from, like, uh, Duality with, like, Demo and uh, Golden Tricorn. So, I mean, there isn't really a primary weapon that's necessary to have, let's be real. Like, you just want to have Arbalest, you want to have a good linear. If it's not reads, it's fine. Get the Cataclysmic, four times the charm. Uh... Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to suggest Bait and Switch. I'm not uh, a yeah. fan of it, at least for a day one. When you don't know how long the damage phase is, you may find yourself a reprocking beta Switch when there are two seconds left and you wasted your time. I don't, Focus Fury isn't the best perk, it's just more consistent for a day one. Uh, so yeah that's a good honestly we have Typan in the game now there is not even a reason to like mm-hmm. if you don't have Breeze you can just use Typan you're not gonna have Font most likely because you're not gonna have a Void well, but triple tap firing line it will do its job uh, anything else? I mean have Widoward mm-hmm. Widoward doesn't work with more people but you want one Widoward in your team sometimes, not in every encounter but like sometimes it's nice
0: Yeah, just uh, to do that tick damage
1: yeah it's very good, uh, even if someone is using bait and switch, uh, which makes sense for whoever is, well, is on Well of Radiance, because they can also get like a, a solar well, maybe, mm-hmm. for fun. So yeah, Widow is good for that. It's also risky, though, like you may miss the Widow shot and not proc bait and switch, so it depends on the boss, obviously. Uh, then like subclass-wise, if nothing changes with Strand, I would suggest any day one team to have three people stuck on Well of Radiance. We only mm-hmm. have two. But that's because we prioritize playing our mains. Mm-hmm. Like, we did them free for Vow and Vogue. We had two for King's Wall because we just... Uh, we had a new member, so we it was under main. And it's better to play your main as long as you have at least two Warlocks, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we knew that we King's Wall was going to work. So you can kind of work with, like, less. But in a new scenario, having more Panic Wells can only help. Let's oh, say. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we knew even on King's Fall, like, Talk for Hunter was going to be good because bosses are far away and that's mm-hmm. just a chunk of damage in case we weren't going to use Font for any reason. Other uh, subclasses, I mean, Titan right now, it's, add clear-wise, it's overpowering any class you use. You can mm-hmm. use Embers with Centos, you can use Ertovin Most on Void and Dark, super strong. You can even use Stasis with Ertovin Most or even, the, the, there's another chest piece that makes your can be a Crystal, that's also good uh mm-hmm. you can kind of use whatever titan yeah. hunter i still feel like it's the weakest class okay by a couple years but it's still now with tether lasting 12 seconds instead of uh, eight and nerf to div there mm-hmm. is definitely more of a reason to use uh, a debuff hunter uh the new one to punch hunter arc build is super strong you're permanently invisible and you can't die yeah not really practical in a day one, but still <laughs> something that I like, keep in mind.
0: Uh, I've been playing around with so, that with that more n- lately and I'm yeah. like, Oh, this is, this is surprising. This is fun. <laughs> Just,
1: there should probably be a cooldown down on Assassin's Cout, oh, I don't think you should be able to every like seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, then Solar Hunter is also strong. I don't know why they never Barrage. Like, I don't know who is going to mm. use Blade Barrage in a serious scenario. Like, it's so inconsistent. I have no idea, honestly. But, yeah. Yeah, they, there was that video that them.
0: came out, like, early... Was it this season or last season? Where where they shot... <laughs> they shot Blade Barrage away from ribbon's mouth. And it just sucked back into <laughs> to the orb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The eyes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, insanity. That, I, I think that's now, primary. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, it's... Okay, it's the highest damage super in the game, but mm-hmm. who is going to actually use it? Like, unless it's a massive boss. Now, I don't know. Maybe in Lightful there is a massive boss like Raven, so they didn't want yeah. that to be so powerful. I don't know. But, like, on paper, it's like, who's going to use that on the Rulk or, like, War Priest? You're yeah. just going to miss all your super and then it's worse than a talk you know? So I don't know why they're there for that, but Night Talk is still very strong. Starator Scales is still very strong, or like, either Ark or... The triple shot gold, so yeah, that's super valuable for sure. So far, then we just don't know the meta will change. Yeah. Uh obviously. And then you have Stasis Hunter, which is the strongest class if you wanna use font for damage. Mm-hmm. If your damage has to be font, use the Stasis Hunter because you can reload the weapon with your sure. You can. And you actually have a good super, like you're not gonna use warlock attack and super and roam around for two hours, so it's yeah. better to just toss your science and squall. It will at least do something, you know, like while
0: you damage. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um what uh what would you say your favorite bosses have been in your world first runs? Uh
1: you mean in those that I won or just yeah. in raids in general? Well, in raids in oh. general.
0: Like what what do you prefer in in your bosses? In your in your
1: my top three bosses are easily uh axis from brat. Uh mm-hmm. is my favorite trade. Uh Galran from Crown and uh, Valkaur from Spire for sure. Okay. Those are my three favorite trades, anyways. I don't know exactly the order, but I would say Wrath is the best. Those bosses were also good.
0: They the very mechanic heavy. Uh
1: not this Galran not I mean a bit, a bit.
0: Because mm-hmm. yeah. you had the it's light like, switch and then you had to take care of the hand like there were a lot of moving parts to it.
1: It's like, they were good for different reasons. Spire was good because, at least on year one, uh, on year two, after, like, Well came out, Spire became a joke. That's brilliant, because you would just place Well and just bake the boss with Coil in two seconds. Uh, In year one, where you had to, like, pay attention to the missiles, like, hide. anyway, surviving on the four plates to bring up the elevator was very hard, even if you had the kneeling rift. It was, like, very challenging. Spire was just a good experience as a team of six. Mm Mm-hmm. It was one of the few raids that was actually, like, your team had to think, and, like, it was, it required coordination uh, to, like, a greater extent, and that's also due to the fact that you could not do the raid with less than five people, mm-hmm. which, for some people, it's a bad thing, because, yeah, you can't do challenges, but it made the, the raid better as a full-fair team experience, so, you know... I appreciated that, let's say. Not that I appreciate, uh, actually, a raid that's good for what it's meant to be, mm-hmm. more than, like, something that's broken and, like, you know, you can do it solo. Yeah. Let's say. Like, when when Vau came out, there was no encounter that I was, like, the second day I was like, okay, I don't know how to do this. I just knew how to do all of them with three people. Exhibition maybe was a bit tricky, but, like, you know, everything was just straightforward to do with three people, and I don't think that's very healthy for something that's meant to be done with six.
0: Mm-hmm. Do, uh, do you feel like the design philosophy might be so for some of those encounters post day one so that people can find find comfort? Like a comfortable job in there?
1: I mean, maybe, but then yeah. at that point I feel like we should have uh, difficulty options like we had in Destiny 1 with more mm-hmm. mechanics in Art mode. I know they say they don't want to do that anymore but if they want uh, normal mod to be very welcoming, that's fine by me, but then give players that want something more something else, mm-hmm. you know, like... Uh, anyways, regarding Crown, Crown, as I said, could be done by two people, but Crown, at least when it came out, was just... It was good, because unless you were, like, a god back then, you still needed six people. Mm-hmm. N- not six, but you still needed more people because you actually were, g- were going to get overwhelmed otherwise. Crystals, mm-hmm. like, deceptions, many ads, so it's like... That was... Probably the only raid we ever had where even if the mechanics were for two players, it was still pushing you to, like, uh, it was still challenging, let's say. And it was still, you still had all this plenty to do because, yeah, there were just so many ads and so many things to pay attention to that, yeah, it, it was good. Thank you. Um, but Crown and Vrat were so fun because you, being good at the raid, were able to put so much, like, were able to help your team just so much like one good player on crown and brat was able to like do almost everything like in destiny one you could use toilet guys on left and right and do like half the, the encounter by yourself you know mm-hmm. and that's super fun when like uh, when like you can contribute to that extent it needs to be hard though obviously
0: yeah. mm-hmm. um so moving into like a like more of a seasonal tone so this this past season uh how, how have you felt about this past season so far i mean not very well okay
1: uh, i just i'm just not a fan of season like content uh, as a whole
2: mm-hmm.
1: like i know many people have the idea that like content creators prefer this model because there is something there is always something to do in the game mm-hmm. i don't like i would rather play another game for two months but get quality content like two or three times a year
2: Personally, mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh that's just how I see it. Like, uh, like I preferred the model we had the, for example, in destiny one year one, where there were like what three DLCs mm-hmm. and they were, I would say they were like better than seasons. Like even, I mean, even year one and year two of destiny two, like mm-hmm. we had three raids a year. That was sick. Like we, so I would obviously personally trade that. I know that's, I know content roads aren't good for, like, live services games. I'm just saying, for my personal enjoyment, I would rather that. I would rather good content less often than seasons four like, times a year. Because I, I don't think they have the manpower right now to just provide the quality that we deserve, let's say. Like, some of those activities are just not up to standards. Like, I don't know, expeditions are just... I don't know, you just sit on the payload for, like, five minutes and... You yeah. know, like, it's...
0: Expedition was... I uh, I think I've talked about this on here before. Whereas like with Expedition, I I feel like Catch Crash they're trying to capture like a menagerie style approach to yeah. to content, and Catch Crash fulfill fulfills part of that like overall run in, go into a randomized room, kill stuff, and then you have a final boss at the end, and then you get loot. That, I actually think Catch Crash is pretty good. Like yeah, One. I I think the challenge for for Master, I I feel like it's a it's a fun encounter. It's fun to do on Master, um, and I enjoy the different encounters that you go in there for. Expedition Definitely just Expedition felt like it was an extra thing that was kind of like they wanted to design something for Vanguard Ops. In, year, in, in next year, after Lightfall, so they're like, okay, we'll add this into Vanguard Ops playlist. I hope they don't. I th- like, it feels designed for that, right? Like,
1: I mean, I don't know, they're just so much more boring than any other strike mm. to me, like, they're just time-gated, like, uh, in an activity something I look at the most when judging it is, is it time-gated, like, can I speed it up by being good? If the answer yeah. is no, then I'm just not engaged because mm-hmm. like unironic in an expedition for Alphavit, I may as well be AFK. Like the same thing will happen. You know, like it's or anyways one of the three players can play and yeah. it will progress at the same speed. Okay. I agree catch crush is pretty good. Yeah. Uh like all encounters are actually kinda speedable up in catch crush and mm-hmm. with a coordinated team. And there is one of the bosses, the one you have to wait waves that's kinda boring, but that's just one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like no activity just manages to be as good as Manager E, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. for a simple reason, and that's because Artifact exists. Like, Mm. I think Manager E had such a good art mod. It was called Prestige mod or whatever. Mm -hmm. There was even a triumph to do it with three people, which was sick. I remember it took me a couple days because it wasn't easy. And, like, I like when a seasonal activity brings you, like, the next difficulty of things and it's, like, challenging and... There are things to do in it. It's kind of cool. I don't know. Like artifact existing now makes it so. That goes for any master activity even raids. I just don't feel good about doing any challenge on it or clearing them because I know that that's not uh, what the difficulty level should be. Like I can, there can be some random guy that AFKs the moon for two weeks mm-hmm. and then he's playing it on easy mod, and just that thought doesn't make me appreciate the difficulty option as much. Like I would like the difficulty options to be set. Mm -hmm. Contest mod in like art mods. The fact that I can just, oh, this is too hard, I'll just go do some bounties. That just makes it the experience worse for me personally. Mm -hmm. So that's what those activities are failing to do compared to Manager. Manager had a set difficulty like minus 15 or whatever.
0: What do you feel like the fix is for, for artifact power then? Do you just remove power from the artifact entirely and just let it use it for the track? I it.
1: think Artifact was a no awesome idea to allow people to still play content without having to engage with Pinnacles. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind it being a catch-up mechanic until you are at Pinnacle level. I don't think it should be an infinite mm-hmm. level afterwards. Like, uh, it's just... I don't know. You can either put a cap to it, because if they're worried that removing Artifact will drop playtime for casual players why don't you just drop artifact level to plus 20? Who reaches mm-hmm. that unironically? If someone doesn't play much, he will not reach plus 20. You can cap it at plus 20 and you've solved the problem, like unironically. Obviously, I would rather it to go, but I know some things aren't realistic for like player engagement, you know, stats. Mm-hmm. So yeah, either put a cap to it or not. don't require it for end game activities.
2: Mm.
1: Like GMs don't require it. GMs have contests. And that's the reason why you see so many people doing solo GMs. Mm-hmm. And they feel accomplishment when they clear it. Now imagine if GMs weren't capped, then you could just overlevel them. Like who would care about a solarite blade if you can play it like a patrol zone? Yeah, you know. So it's like GMs. Uh, I don't like GMs as an activity. Like okay. I prefer raids than strikes. But GMs have the best leveling system by far. Like, now I would rather <laughs> them be accessible to everyone. I would. I don't like that you have to be plus 15 to access them. Yeah. So I, w- I would prefer if anyone could access them. I yeah. Again, those are just things they do for like engagement, to, like force people
0: to like play. And I yeah. don't agree with it, but uh, well, at a certain so, point, with with GMs, it does feel like that there is a commitment to like you must be t- this tall to get on the ride. You know, like to at least meet that if you're interested in going into it.
1: Yeah, but getting plus fifteen on the artifact isn't. Uh... Doesn't show anything aside of yeah. the fact that you did bounties, so it's just the wrong uh, stat that they're looking at. Like, also you shouldn't have to be doing it every season. Mm-hmm. Like, you can even have a very article player that just doesn't wanna play the game for that season. I don't see a reason why you should be able to access GMS. Okay, maybe make it so once so you have accessed them once, you don't need the artifact level anymore. Like you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm just saying. I like. Uh, the fact that there is a cap to them and that's the difficulty you're supposed to be playing them at and I would like to see that in Master Raids mm-hmm. that's also why you don't you basically never catch me doing any challenge in a Master Raid because why would they go struggle to do a duo Master Oryx when I see some random videos on YouTube of people that are 30 power levels like than me doing it yeah <laughs> fun fact if you are plus 40 on the artifact I think Master Raids uh, it's actually like you have to do less damage than in normal you actually do more <laughs> like it's easier to do it, so it's like it's just weird, you know. Like I, so yeah, that's something that every new seasonal activity is failing to do for me. Provide mm-hmm. a set difficulty option so that I can do okay. I did it solo. I did something cool, let's say. Yeah. Uh, for example. But then, since the topic was seasons, uh, one of the reason I think most people found seasons this year more dry than last year mm-hmm. is that last year we got like five, four strikes i think we got proving yeah. grounds which i think is one of the best strikes in the game mm-hmm. it's pretty long yeah. but it's it's very good like it's high quality for the whole duration of it i think outside of getting hit by rocks and dying in that section oh, anyways
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of dumb <laughs> uh,
1: yeah it's just a good strike the boss room actually has a mechanic in proving grounds like mm-hmm. technically if you're not gonna shoot the orbs you should rotate under the bridge it's just very cool
0: yeah
1: uh, now you can cheese it with a glaive, but that's another <laughs> <thing>. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so yeah we got like what three strikes from like the Cosmodrome mm-hmm. which again were from Destiny 1, but they were still content, like they made the GM rotation pretty fresh. Yeah. So the the core playlist definitely got more love last year. Yeah. And I would also argue the PvP sandbox is in a better state. Well this year this is an icon that is, like, kind of similar, but we're getting less strikes. When you think about it, we got Lightblade and mm-hmm. Birthplace of Divine
0: only. We've, uh, we've also... But we've also received, like, a, a commitment for, like, if there's not a raid, then there's a dungeon.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I don't know if that's enough. Like, yeah, uh, in the long run, a couple strikes are more replayable than a dungeon. Okay. Because... When a dungeon like isn't relevant anymore, that's it. While the GM rotation is something that's more replayable, either with different modifiers, different seasonal mods, it's 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 a bit different. I mean, dungeons are still better content than strikes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But when they fall out of relevancy, then they have less replayability. Maybe. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't find uh, myself
0: rushing out to play um, Shattered Throne very often. Yeah, like when it's when it's on the rotator it's it's not even it's not really tempting for me to go and go and get anything from like if they added a contest
1: mod like an an higher difficulty option to all of those with like cosmetics i would replay them Mm -hmm. it's like i played them so much and they're like honestly like shutter throne right now is so easy like every boss dies in like sugar grenades because i have no health for today's standard they just i don't know why they don't try to like add the difficulty options to them with like some cosmetics like we don't need much really just some incentive to replay them
0: mhm um how do you feel about the the plans for pvp going forward like they've they've spoken about next season they they're adding like a tier tier list for the pvp and with that in the future adding some cosmetics do you feel like that's enough of a of a carrot to go after
1: uh uh First of all, regarding comp specifically, there is a line that works in the top that talks about some skill-based matchmaking. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's going to work. If it's, I said it on Twitter, but if it's a sort of hidden MMR, which other games have, that's fine. So to say, like, there is a rank decay, right? If you mm-hmm. don't play for two weeks, you lose a rank. So other games make it so when you come back, you don't play at the rank you ended up to, but you still play at the rank you were at and you simply gain more points than what you lose to get to go back at that rank faster. Mm-hmm. So there is one hidden rating that like matches you, and then there is your rating that can decay. So games that have decay have an hidden skill rating. So I can understand that. If that's the case, I'm okay with it. If it's a pure skill-based matchmaking that just watches your stat across the board, I don't like that because I don't want people to be able to throw quick played games and mm-hmm. then just have easy games in comp. That doesn't make any sense. So we will have to see how that's implemented. I suppose it's going to be, uh, as I said, a sort of an hidden MMR, ad- like other games do, but it's definitely worrying. They could have like, clarified, maybe, I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, while regarding if there will be incentive to play comp, uh, I mean, first of all, I'm not sure why. We aren't sure that there are going to be no cosmetics. The web wasn't really clear on that mm-hmm. either. They said no, like aspirational weapons, like multi-top, which is understandable. They don't want that, to rep- that situation to happen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're we're unsure if there are gonna be no cosmetics. If that's the case, though, that's kind of weird because you announced the compre work nine months before. Why don't you make at least like one emblem? Doesn't have to be anything mm-hmm. crazy. Like literally one emblem for max rank. So we will love to see if it's true that there are no cosmetics. I don't really understand
2: why. Yeah. Because
0: I yeah, I, I don't I've, know. I feel like they said after that, after the fact, that they're and like on Twitter. I'd have to find the tweet. And probably we'll have to link it in the sources for this when when I find it, but um, I believe I think it was Dylan said something that it might not be next season, but it is something that they're looking into in seasons like post.
1: No, no, I I get it. I just yeah.
0: don't I just don't think it's a good move, mm-hmm. like uh, to launch the comp
1: playlist without a, literally anything like a shader, you know, like mm-hmm. because. It can't be that like big of a commitment to make one emblem in 9 months like I'm sure they could have done it so if they didn't do it it's just a decision isn't like anything else right so i don't mm-hmm. i don't get the decision if the, if they were worried that not many people would unlock it then i don't think that's a worry where do you have day one emblems where do you have emblems that like most of the community want to get this isn't a game where you're supposed to, to collect every cosmetic right
0: yeah so there are people uh, who try.
1: <laughs> yeah, there are. People, I mean, still though, like, yeah, there are cosmetics for like fundraisers on charity, for example. Like, not mm-hmm. everyone is going to have that, obviously. So, yeah, there is. To me, there is no problem if you make an emblem, and not many get it personally.
0: Yeah, because it becomes uh, it's. I that to me is is like is a goal. Like, if you're chasing that yeah. thing, and you want it, then you generally will go through. What it takes to go get it, yeah. If if it matters, like I definitely, I definitely don't want to gatekeep gear, but the
1: gatekeeping mm-hmm. cosmetics, I think that's healthy for the game. Like having something that all the best we get. As long as it's a cosmetic, it can't it. It's just something to aspire to.
0: And it's like shiny uh, and flaming, like it, yeah, <laughs> it, like it shows that you've you've gone through a thing. Uh,
1: last thing though, mm-hmm. outside of cosmetics, since you're asking if like comp will be like an 8 or not, so people will play it. I'm worried that in the current sandbox, uh, me personally, I wouldn't go around being proud of being max rank in comp Mm. due to the sandbox, because that probably means I have to play Invis Hunter with a sidearm or some obscure loadout. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just don't enjoy the current set of PvP. So I also wouldn't enjoy... Getting max rank and grinding because it doesn't, it almost doesn't feel up to my skill. It just feels up to what I'm willing to use to, like, you know, win. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. So, adding a ranked playlist will not fix the PvP sandbox with the new accuracy systems, light nerfs, all those kind of things that many players, especially those that the comp is gathered to, don't like. Mm-hmm. That said, though, I'm still happy that adding comp because they can still, let's say, fix the sandbox in the future. Mm -hmm. If they fix the sandbox and there is no comp, we are again in the situation where people say, oh, there is nothing to do, there is no comp. So I'm okay with them adding comp now.
0: Yeah, as a foundation. Even if PvP
1: isn't in a good state, then they can fix PvP, maybe. I don't know, like, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. better to add it than to not add it. That's how I see it.
0: Heck yeah. Um, I have a series of questions here from some folks online. Um, If you had to make a season, what would it be i
1: mean <laughs> would they be allowed to not make the story progress and to not make uh, a six man activity like
0: i mean uh, you know what because- you've I been s- ge- you have been given specific duties you are the director for the next season for not next season but probably like three seasons from now there's if there's a gap that you would want to fill what would that, what would it be?
1: I would start with a quality of life season. So mm-hmm. do many sandbox changes, PvE and PvP, uh, buffs, nerfs. Even if people think I want to nerf everything, it's mainly buffs, probably like six or seven nerfs, mm-hmm. PvE-wise. Anyways, uh, I would uh, add, as I said, many difficulty options, like old activities. I, honestly, like I just wouldn't add anything new. Like I will just work with what we have. We have uh, a lot of activities that could be good, could be replayable, they just need some love. So I will just work on that. It will be mainly like a quality of life season, if I could.
0: It would be called the, the season bugs. of love.
1: Yeah. Maybe we can finally fix the duality bell bug, since it's still...
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's that's a rough one,
1: bud. <laughs> it happens less often, but that's mm-hmm. not a fix. Like It's just so sad for people trying solo flores and they just die. Yeah... I also, like, that thing didn't happen up until halfway through decision. season. So something they did in the halfway through decision season update broke it. I don't understand why they can't pinpoint it. I don't know. It's, it must be something weird.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they've, they've, we've made jokes about spaghetti code in the past of just, like, it's got to be, like, somewhere deep down in the spaghetti where you just, <laughs> like, you just have to, yeah. like, you have to root it out. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's knotted up in there and you just got to pull it apart.
1: Oh, yeah, I will definitely work on all the activities, add difficulty options if I could. Mm-hmm. With a cup, like GMs. So, yeah, as I said. Uh, and then, I mean, if I, if I could, I would also bring back, I guess, things from the content vault, like all the raids. But that's probably something that doesn't happen in a season, I guess. I don't know. Uh, while if I had to make new activities, uh, I would make a couple of strikes. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just had. I just think Proving Grounds releasing in that season just left such a good impression. It fits so well with the story. Mm -hmm. So, like, I really feel like overall, if instead of, like, an activity every season, like, instead of several missions or, like, expeditions, we got, like, a strike every season, Mm -hmm. it would be so much better in the long run because those are, like, there to stay. Those are, like, quality activities. Then I'm sure they take a different amount of dev time, so you probably can do that every season. Mm -hmm. Still, though, even getting, like, one or two more a year... Could go a long way I don't know you.
2: Okay.
1: And yeah I mean Realistically you would have to Progress the story If you make a season Maybe not in the one Where you make Quality of life changes Yeah But then when you When you actually Do progress the story You do have to Progress the story But I I feel like they're Pretty good at doing that Like mm-hmm. that's not Something I really want to Criticize Like uh, I don't like How several missions Are time gated By dialogues Like I would like Story to be narrated More in form of Like cut scenes Mm-hmm. But it's a allow you to skip dialogues because replaying a server mission with five minutes of cutscenes every time yeah. gets annoying. Like uh but aside from that, I don't think they're doing like a poor job with the story overall. Like mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the season of the shows and I enjoyed Splicer, I enjoyed the... uh I mean a couple of them were good overall.
0: Yeah. What has been yeah. your favorite season? What has been your favorite season in the for game? For what? In the game. Like uh, for you. I mean, yeah, if
1: it counts, like, the season of the Forge, I guess, Black Armory. Mm-hmm. I think it counts. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I mean, we had the raid, so we had the raid, and, like, the weapons were so good. I mm-hmm. mean, maybe Opulence, though. Either Opulence or, like, Forge. Anyways, those two. They bought the raid, so they have an advantage. Yeah. And then, I don't know, Menagerie was so good. Black Armory was... A, like, the Forge weapons were so good. We got the Zanagi. Nayube Labs was so cool, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So yeah.
0: Oh, I remember being sweaty that season.
1: <laughs> but those uh, those really are in season. Those were more like the old OG DLCs. Like yeah. I would compare more the mandatory season to what Kratos End was in Destiny One
2: mm-hmm.
0: than
1: a season web now. It was just yeah, I don't know.
0: It was it was something it that, was that just came along meant
1: to stay. Let's say yeah. Like, it was made in a different way.
0: Oh man, imagine imagine if they brought it back now, it would be on that trashed out Leviathan. <laughs> <laughs> that would you be mean the, the old raids. That would, that would be kind of yeah. Well, if they brought back Menagerie on the Leviathan oh. that we have now, that would be kind of sick.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, as long as they keep it like similar, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I don't really mind if there are some scorn architectures, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Menagerie adds these flows, anyways. It's not perfect, like, uh, right. I even remember like the there was the encounter on the gauntlet that was only good because it was a cheese. You would like shoot prospector and like auto complete it. Otherwise oh, yeah. the encounter was so boring. Like <laughs> through the spin three times. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually yeah, this flows, but it was just good. I it had like a good foundation. Artifact wasn't in the game. A good prestige mod. A good loot table. Mm-hmm. Whether the glitch was there or not uh, for like six times the loot. It was things so good to focus. Like, even when the glitch was fixed, I think. That system was, like, a good one, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, focus
0: weapons. Um, so, Hobo. Hobo Scruff. Friend of the show asks. Um, My main serious question, and that may be a little rough, is how do you keep giving takes that some people find controversial without letting them get to you?
1: I mean, not uh, uh, not giving controversial takes will just mm-hmm. be not speaking about the game.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because it's like, uh, someone is going to find it controversial then. I don't know. Uh, I don't really... I don't want to say I don't care, because if I had to say something, and I had to actually, like... Uh, if something I say offends someone, I would feel bad about it. Like, if mm-hmm. people were mad at me for something I did, and that was something not a bad thing then i will feel bad about it but that's i i'm not gonna feel bad for saying oh this gun is a bit too strong Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like i don't have remorse for just talking about the sandbox and like the game because yeah.
0: this group of pixels I, needs looked at
1: yeah like people just bring things too far but i'm just mm-hmm. talking about the game so uh, even if people send me very bad dms for, for it i'm like yeah whatever like yeah, it's <laughs> I'm still gonna do my thing, give the feedback in a respectful way, and see what happens. Like, Mm -hmm. many people also follow me for that. Like, yeah, to see my takes on like things, and yeah.
0: I feel like when I when I see you pop up in my in my Twitter feed, there isn't a. I don't I don't have like a yeesh kind of (laughs) kind of feeling about it. You know, like I don't. It's I don't view you as being negative i i view you as somebody who's who's looking at the game from your own perspective and that is like this could this could use some work and you're you're allowing people to make decisions one way or another right as to how they feel about it but you're not saying i'm right and you're wrong or I'm right and you're evil for disagreeing with me, which I feel like is what a lot of the people who who leave sh- comments on any social media platform is doing anyway. So like, how do you cope with that? Because you're, I mean, yeah, you're like on a larger on a larger sca- stage when it comes to that. How do you deal with that? With like people leaving sh- comments, you mean? Oh yeah, or like you know. Uh- do you, do you just look I, at it once and go, eh, and, and then move on, or... Like,
1: so unless they are extremely offensive, like yeah. TOS uh, things, yeah. I try to, like, answer to them and not block them. Mm-hmm. Because out of, like, ten people that tell me, okay, you're an idiot, you're trying to ruin the game, like yeah. there is maybe one out of those ten that after I speak with him is like, oh, I'm sorry, like, I, I see your point of view, and maybe, like... You know, it becomes a follower, maybe is in good terms after. So I still like to give people the benefit of the doubt if I can. Mm-hmm. That's something I just always do like in life, not necessarily on social. It's like I like to answer to most people if I can. Mm-hmm. And to explain them my point of view better because they may they may have prejudice. So mm-hmm. but then that if they don't wanna delegate and the, or if they keep like insulting me like after Five posts in a row. I'm probably yeah. just gonna block them and move on. Like uh, yeah. you know, that's uh, that's fair. <laughs> like you can't. Yeah, I mean, I, I even I even do too much. Like so many of my friends tell me, just stop. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, dealing with it. Just close the notifications. I'm like, no. I, like I like to talk with people. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Well, That's part of the again, job some, too, like,
1: right? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it creates engagement, obviously. Like, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean also some people have very good ideas like there are there are benefits to it it takes uh, it takes a lot of work but there are benefits to it
0: heck yeah mm. um i guess so my final question of the night is going to come from uh my friend mr keelan uh he asks what is your favorite destiny moment he knows it'll probably be a raid win but he's just curious
1: <laughs> i mean I think the Vault of Glass win was probably mm-hmm. one of the best feeling moments for the multiple first reasons. Yeah, because it was the first one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We almost didn't believe it, uh, and it also felt uh, super deserved. Let's say, like we didn't, we won normal mod and we won challenge mod, and we didn't get any input from like any other stream. We literally were leading the whole time. Let's say so mm-hmm. that. It also felt awesome because we, let's say we won that one on all fronts and it was like the first win. So it, it felt unreal. So that's, that's probably, I guess, the best, uh, best moment.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, to, to follow up with that though. Like, so, so when you win Val and when you win Kingsfall, is it, do you, is it kind of like chasing that feeling a little bit? Or, it's different because
1: for yeah. Vow, we were just so mad. Like, we were so <laughs> disappointed of disconnecting for two hours, yeah. getting soft locked three times, that it was more about... It, it was more the disappointment of one of the coolest days in the year of Destiny being ruined by that than, yeah. like...
0: It was a revenge tale.
1: Feeling good about the <laughs> win. <laughs> uh, well, for King's Fall, for I just had so much pressure. So it, mm-hmm. winning King's Fall felt more a relief mm-hmm. than, like... It felt good because we knew no team had won three times in a row and we wanted to do that, yeah. obviously, because that's an occasion that doesn't happen again. So I just had so much pressure during King's Fall that it, it felt like a relief. I mean, it felt good, but mm-hmm. I maybe that much pressure didn't make me enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the first one. I don't yeah. know. Do you feel... Uh, I, I, uh, anyways, the first win is just the first win. Like It, just, it yeah. feels good, you know?
0: Do you feel? Do you feel any of that pressure going into the fourth one? Going into I your actually
1: don't as much. Yeah, because the goal was to do this crazy thing and win for arrow. Now,
0: yeah. So you've already climbed the mountain. I, you've already climbed the mountain. Any yeah. higher than that, you're just flying.
1: No, anything else is an extra. Like yeah. I don't, I don't see a team beating this record anytime soon. Like it's not easy to win for row, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I, I know we did like uh, a cool thing. And if we lose the next one, well, too bad, let's let's run it back in the next one, like, yeah. now the goal may be to, like, get four belts, because mm-hmm. no one has four belts, while Redeem has three belts like us, right? So, uh, and, but, to do that, we don't need to win them in a row, so I'm gonna feel less pressure, yeah. personally, <laughs> I don't know, uh, yeah. And which is a good thing, because yeah. I'm still gonna try my best, but I'm just not gonna, yeah, yeah. It doesn't, pressure, it, it... I, I don't think pressure is good in those scenarios you've kind of solidified you your best you've kind
0: of solidified your legacy at this point yeah at least in the game the at, at least in the hall of fame of the game you and yeah. Lesium are the, like the first the first to win three in a row that's a good feeling i'm sure yeah I it is yeah. <laughs> my name is danfinity you can find me on the twitter and the instagram and the tiktok at danfinitygg you can find me on Twitch three days a week. Twitch.tv forward slash Danfinity helping guardians with in-game activities. If you'd like to support the show, remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm. And if you'd like to give a couple bucks a month to help keep the lights on, head on over to Coffee.com/DayInfinity. ficom forward slash Danfinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash Danfinity. All the links are in the notes for the show. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. And I hope you find what you're grinding for.